when I can um, think back about the process, it always takes people. One man can't do it alone. And Jesus said, I will build my church. He meant he would use you, you and I. And thank you so much. Um, There's some pictures, uh, some some people that I don't think um, were in there. Uh, Donna D, you, you do so much for the church. Um, keeping the grounds, keeping the place tidied up. It's just a blessing. I just cry almost every time I come here and thank the Lord. Um, Daryl and Carol, you've been so faithful. I remember Daryl, he had a, he had a, at the time we were building, we had a need to do the ceiling. And I think it was your guys that you were involved with and come and help put the pine up. I can look at, you know, the building is not the church, but we know that it's a tool. And wherever I look at the building, I can still remember people who were were here. And it's what what's what means the most to me is that God orchestrated people. I, I can tell you story after story. There was a was was a stage where we started the footings, and I think that man was on. It was Daryl Doug Doug. He came from Duluth, and that whole story is just like a unbelievable. Uh, Doug was looking for a church to help that summer. He was attending, he was involved with the church in Hermantown Assembly where my wife's sister was involved and her, her husband with the youth pastors at the time. And just like that, they were engaged in a conversation. He was looking for a church and, and uh, Stephanie said, you know what, my sister and brother-in-law are building a church in Cross Lake and his eyes got that big. And he said, my mother lives in Cross Lake and, and you know, it was just a God thing and here he showed up the day we started the footings. I could have never orchestrated something like that. And then when he was, it was his time to leave, it was after the blocks were laid and he helped out. Uh, the next stage was a, a framing crew, and he, was, he felt relieved. That was his, that was his moment. And so the, you've seen some of the guys that were putting up the walls, and I think Horton was in that picture, and Bob Allen was in that picture. And there. We have had people from the outside of our church helping us and RV or maps program just a blessing but just you know every stage every stage is God is orchestrating um, I remember when the when the when the walls were up and I thought well now we can start the trusses but they they said we have to go do another job <laughs> I said oh oh wow so I thought, wow, Lord, what am I going to do? Um, at the same time, there was a man that was watching from the distance from the community, a Christian brother, and he said, I'll, I'll bring my crew and help you. It's just stuff like that it happened over and over and over again. Who would have thought we, we had electricians here that were qualified, more than qualified. They were actually uh, uh, they were licensed uh, to wire uh, and when they were in business, and then we went under another man in the community that was licensed, and he overseen it. And these guys wired on the Metrodrome. God gave us people that were just beyond our thinking. And uh, my brother donated so much his time to plumb, just stage after stage. But again, it's not about the building. It's about the people who put their hands to the work. I remember when my father-in-law helped me bank the walls. I was concerned for the frost when we left it over the winter, and we brought hay bales. 
and stacked them up. Just stuff like that happened over and over and over again. People is what it's all about. And you're here, and you're a part, and you're, God is using you. God wants to use you to further his kingdom. We can go farther together than we can alone. Amen? How many believe that? We can go farther together. Two uh, can put together so many, and then more can put together and put, put to flight. The Bible says, well, what, what Carrie referred to was my text this morning. What was she, she was referring to was found in 1 Samuel 7. And I'll read the verse that will be our key verse, and then we'll go back and fill in sort of the, the gaps. It says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem and named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. How many know the Lord is helping us? It had not been for the Lord who was on our side, that psalmist said. I don't know what we have done. The Lord has intervened over and over again throughout history. And the people of God were serious about something or facing a battle. When they cried out to the Lord, we see that the Lord helped them. And this was the case, Samuel being the prophet, Samuel being serving as a priest, ser- serving as a judge during his time. Remember, Samuel was a miracle child. It was Hannah who prayed for this son. He wasn't able to have children. She was, just wasn't happening. But God turned things around for her, and she dedicated this son, Samuel. Samuel grew up in the temple, understanding the things of God, learning how to uh, offer things before the Lord and serve the Lord, and he served God all his life, you see, throughout Scripture. But this particular case, there was a battle that was taking place. The Philistines were always coming against Israel, one battle after another. But this time, the, the Israelites, the people of God, were spared from destruction because Samuel took the prayer uh, and offered the sacrifice and the people humbled themselves and say they fasted, they, they drew close to the Lord, they revealed their need to God, and God intervened. It says he thundered, verse 10. He thundered on the day against the Philistines. He confused them. And you know what? God still can thunder against the enemy. He still can confuse that old rascal, the enemy devil. Lucifer, as we know him, he's been up to it for a long time. His time is short. God is going to put him in his place. Oh, for a thousand years, and then after that for a moment, and then forever and forever if he will be thrown into a lake of fire. He knows his time is short. He's trying to get at the church. You know that the church is the single, the one uh, movement that is going to last for all eternity because God said, I, he said, I will build my church. Jesus said it. 
What is he doing? He's building his church through people. He's concerned about souls. He's concerned about people saying yes to Jesus. He's concerned that every tongue, every tribe, every nation be reached for Jesus Christ. And so why, why do we come to Cross Lake? Why do we come to a, a community where there's already churches? It has to be God. It has to be God and his desire. I could never do this. I would... I would just die thinking about having to do this by myself. It, it just kills me to think about it. I was the shyest in 77 Archive in my high school 40 years ago this year. Wow. It would kill me to see myself on a film. It just killed me. It's not about me. Right, Don? It's not about us. We are called to serve. He says in Isaiah, who will go? And the prophet, after he was touched by the Lord, he felt a connection. He felt the burden. He felt there was a need and he said, here am I. Send me. Some of the happiest people I know are the people that are, that are on the forefronts. They're, they're working somewhere in the highways and byways, in the back roads, in the places. That, that there, there's a community and they're serving God no matter how small, no matter how humble it is. They're serving God. They're showing up at their job on time. They're going the extra mile. They're doing what they're not even asked to do. Because they're serving the living God. Oh, what a difference it makes. You see, when we realize that it's not about us, that it's about the Lord, and it's actually without God, we are, are going to be weak and frail, pray we're going to fail without God. We stick our, so to speak, we stick our neck out. And so to speak, we are not sure of all the details. Many times you, you'll talk to people who stepped out by faith. I'm sure that Peter did not understand all the details of you stepping out of the boat. But it was happening at least for a while until he got his eyes off Jesus. What we start, we start in faith, we have to continue in faith. Some of you have moved here just recently and you're still wondering, is this the right thing to do? You know, is, is this God's will? Is, are we, did we do the right thing? Come on. I, I had my moments. I've had my moments. Am I, am I here? Am I in your will, Lord? Somebody got to check in. God, convert, I need a confirmation. God, I need assurance. I need something. And it seemed like all along the way there was someone that would encourage us, someone that would uh, say something. Those uh, people, the picture that Don and Mary, the landowners, another God thing. God moved in their hearts to donate this very property that we're on. They never had a clue when they moved to Cross Lake what was going on, but they just see this is a church. This is the one we're going to go to. And they were affiliated with the Sims of God, but they came in all ready to serve. 
Mary did the books, and Don was was a was a treasure, and Don was we helped in the in the, in the teaching, and and it was just a, a God thing, and it was on their hearts to come and bless. You see, because they go in the next step, it's not even about those who are already ready to serve. It's about those yet to become servants. It's about those who are still in process of coming to Christ. It takes a community of people. It takes a church. It takes a body of Christ to, to bring people into that place where they become mature, where they become solid, where they become convinced that nothing is going to move them, and they lead the way. Children, it's amazing how quickly they grow and they change and they mature. And pretty soon now they're, they're on their way. And they're, they're starting out in life and they're going forward. The church, you have a, an impact because you were able to love on them. You were able to talk with them and pray with them and continue to pray with them. Your children are the most, probably, probably the most precious uh, uh, asset, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's the most precious thing when it comes to uh, your season of life, your own kids, your desires that your own kids will find Christ. Well, think about it this way. God's desire is that all his kids, his kids will come to know Jesus, that the kids that are far off, off the beaten path will come to know him. He does not want anyone to perish, thanks be to Jesus. And he said, I will build my church. What is it about the church? It's that place where we, we have a safe place to go that we can be, know that there are people there that will lead us in the right way. The church of Jesus Christ is that which Jesus himself died for, for whosoever will believe. And then it's the church that he's coming back for. The church is in good hands because Jesus is on the throne today. And he is also known as the head of the church. And if we look to him, he is also known as the foundation of the church. You notice at that one point that we were placing a New Testament in the footing. And I believe, if my memory serves me right, I, I, I opened and read the scripture, Upon this rock I will build my church, with reference to Peter when he, was, he, he declared, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we buried it in a footing representing that this church needs a foundation upon the Word of God. Never detour from the Bible. Never try to add to it or take away from it. Never stray from the gospel, the bedrock. It's, just, it's, just, it's the it's going to keep the church strong. When the church is strong, communities become strong. Communities make up entire states. States make up entire nations. Nations make up the world. It starts in the family. It starts in the home. It starts with mom and dad. It starts on into the teenage years. It carries on into the adult years. And some of you are already past and you're in the grand, grandkids, great-grandkids. Some of you guys, 
blessed by God, yet your heart is to see all your kids, your whole family come to the Lord. You see, there's a battle going on for the souls of our kids, for the souls of our loved ones. There's a battle that's going on. But the people of God, when we stand together, when we believe the Lord, that he has called us not only just to come to a place to sing a few songs and hear a few verses, but it's about a lifestyle that we will take to the places, the markets of life, the people that are hurting on the job around us, we will have a sensitive heart. We will have a sensitive spiritual eye to discern things that God is revealing to us. And I believe that he has God appointments. We were at a uh, four graduation uh, open houses yesterday, just kind of making some quick stops. It's an opportunity, you know, to get you into a home with, you know, not having to knock the door down. It's already open. So just some kids in, through the school. Carrie has, has been um, involved through uh, the, her teaching and her filling in and kind of rubbing shoulders. But one of the guys, one of the dads, I got to talk with him. It just was a, a really a neat connection. Said something about uh, a person that was actually uh, – I think uh, not. Long story short, but kind of like a mother-in-law, but because she was a, she was she was in part of the family. Anyway, she's she's the kind of person he said that packs her lunch and then says, "God, what do you want me to do today?" Wow. Now, granted, she probably doesn't have to go to work, so to speak. You now. She's just open to the Lord. What a way to live. Open-minded. And I know we get, I, I, you know, I plan my week or plan at least a few days ahead or kind of sort of plan. But it doesn't always go to plan, right? You never know what might happen. Well, wasn't it James that said, if the Lord wills? If the Lord willing, what a way to live by. And so before I am backing up, prior to ever moving to this community, I kind of really had to know that I knew that I knew. Is this you, God? And so I started to pray in the church where we were Palisade before, and I would be there alone. And I just would walk and talk out loud. And then listen. And then talk out loud. <laughs> and then listen. All of a sudden, I felt the Lord was saying this, these words. There is a harvest. Someone needs to go in and help reap the harvest in Cross Lake. Now, however long that takes, I don't know. However long we've been hearing... Minnesota, there's been prophecies that there's going to be revival starting somewhere in the northern part of Minnesota. It's going to trickle down. I don't know if you've heard some of that. We'll have to wait and see. But let's believe for it. Why shouldn't we believe for it? Our nation, it should be just like God. It would start in a small place. 
He, was start, he started with Israel, a small nation. That's why he chose, it says in the word. But he yet has his, his hand on Israel. And if there's a few left in the United States, and I happen to believe there's a lot more than we, we know about, that God would turn the tide, that God would give us another chance, so to speak, to make a difference for all eternity because it's not about a name for ourselves, but it's about coming into the King of Kings and saying, Lord, I did what you called me to do. I went where you called me to go. I prayed for those you laid upon my heart. I love those you put in my path. And here I am. You've done a work through me. It's then again, not what you can do, but what Christ is doing through you. And that's the verse. That's the application. That's what it says, thus far the Lord has helped us. We look back only to say, thank you, Jesus. We look back only to say, Yes, there were people make me, that just uh, my heart begins to stir when I've seen some of the pictures. I know some of these kids have grown now and moved on. Some of the parents have moved on. People come and go in communities. People come and go in churches. Listen, God is still using all the people, all the people that we pray together, let's believe God for even greater outreach this year, even greater touching impact. Let's go beyond. Could it be that God would want to enlarge our tent, enlarge our borders to reach further? Belize is one part we've reached further than pastor, but there may be other needs in our community right here across the road, your neighbors. There may be a need. There may be some shut-ins that just need some attention. Oh, they need a little something that would help them out. Oh, there's all kinds of ways to serve the Lord. You see, when you come to Jesus... You're not saved by works. You're not saved by shining up your name on the church membership card. You're saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, the one who loved us and called us, who gave his life for us on the cross, who was resurrected back to life. Therefore, we are called to walk with his armor. We get to go to uh, very many places and see the hand of God. It's a great thing. What is the Lord asking us today? I would say he would say to look to me, continue seeking me first, placing our thoughts, our hearts upon him, bringing our our. Our future bringing all our days before him right now. We just praise you right now that you are going to do great and mighty things. Lord, I pray you'll release the gifts of the Holy Spirit as we desire, Lord, to be even more used. That we will speak with the utterances that you have for us. That we will work with the things, the gifts that you give to us. That we are going to go over and beyond what we even, even imagine. God, you have great plans for each and every one. Lord, let us not settle for mediocrity. Lord, let us believe, God, that you have a purpose 
for us belonging to you, that we are going to make a difference through Jesus Christ because it's you living in us. We pray this in your name.